obsessed with all things ovine, there is seriously something about sheep and always something new to learn about keeping, breeding and farming them. Welcome to the Sheep Show podcast. I'm Jill Noble from Holston Valley Farm and Sheep Stud and your host. The Sheep Show podcast exists to help you no matter where you are in the world, what sheep you breed, what size your flock is. This podcast will help your sheep knowledge and your shepherding confidence grow. And it's a two-way street. I love to hear from you and find out how your sheep journey is going. Contact me via Instagram at Halston Valley Farm or via email jill at halstonvalleyfarm.com.au. Come along on this episode as we explore the amazing world of sheep and sheep farming together. end of 2023 the third year of the sheep show podcast i cannot believe it and uh i thought we got an opportunity to reflect on some sheep lessons learned over the last year but also uh, an opportunity to sincerely thank you for listening all year the sheep show podcast I really appreciate it and uh, love to see. I can see, I constantly have a look and see where you're listening in from. Uh, I can see what devices you're using. That sounds a bit kind of scary, doesn't it? And a bit stalkerish. And uh, I can, every week I get an update on how many downloads there's been and um, which episodes are, are you listening to and so on. So thank you. Thank you very, very much. And of course, if you have subscribed double, triple, quadruple, thank you. Uh, that has definitely helped me. It's not cheap to, to uh, run a podcast, host a podcast, and um, put a podcast on the air and, uh, and do the research and so on. But particularly the hosting of it uh, costs money. Uh, so thank you. Basically, uh, it's been great this year covering, covering the costs of the Sheep Show podcast with the uh, loyal subscribers uh, who have dialed in for the almost 12 episodes, I think 12 episodes of um, additional content uh, and a lot of behind the scenes content that I have produced and shared as well. Um, And I suppose uh, before we get into the the sort of sheep lessons of 2023, also to let you know, we'll be taking a short break this uh, December um, or possibly even into sort of January as well. However, my uh, subscribers will continue to get their regular monthly bonus episode. So uh, if you are in need of a sheep fix while we go on a little sabbatical, sheep sabbatical, um, please do tune in and maybe you've got like 12 hours of uh, subscriber content to catch up on. And I can promise you in those um, subscriber episodes, they uh, do provide some extra juicy behind the scenes never revealed I think there's even one called x-rated something or other so uh, I think x-rated revenue reveal so we do go quite behind the scenes I suppose of sheep operations um some of the finance stuff some of the cost stuff um some of the problem stuff all that sort of stuff I mean I'm generally quite honest with you with everyone anyway and this goes even just into a little bit more uh detail uh, and one of the sheep lessons I'll mention to you actually will be detailed in the uh, November premium 
episode as well. So anyway, thank you very much for listening. I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, I look forward to chatting with you again in the new year, bringing you hopefully um, more guests next year, um, more content. That's near. I want to get really into And I know a lot of you have been asking me about shearing episodes. Thank you. It's such a great topic. And uh, I'm, yeah, I'm looking for someone to, to sort of contribute to that. So uh, yeah, definitely going to cover all of that. But let's get into some of these sheepy lessons of 2023. <laughs> and um, the first one actually goes back to a podcast that I did uh, a couple of months ago now, which is on natural therapies. And yet again, um, I have had some amazing, amazing success stories with natural therapies. Um, just recently, I think it was only just last week, actually, maybe even just five days ago, I had a neighbor who picked up some bottle-fed merino lambs, cute small little things, and literally one of them was, I mean, I, I probably would have euthanized it. Uh, it was just in such a bad way. It hadn't been drinking and then obviously got quite um, dehydrated and, and I was looking at some some footage of it and I couldn't get to see it myself. And uh, I said neurological, they called the vet, the vet said neurological. You could sort of see you know, the head back and all that sort of stuff. Um, and you know, the vet, I had some antibiotics, which I gave my neighbor for, for the lamb to treat the lamb. And the vet said, oh, you know, the antibiotics aren't going to get penetrate the, the brain. So might not work. We also gave, and I think to be honest, this is where I'm going back to the natural therapies. We also, or she also gave the lamb high dose of vitamin C, uh, and next day lamb was on its feet, sticking around. And of course, then was able to get some electrolytes into the lamb and uh, just really reminded me of just this constant uh, thing, I suppose, around um, just trying stuff. You know, you really, when, when sheep are at that stage, to be honest, you've got nothing to lose and everything to possibly gain. And if it just is a matter of getting some injectable vitamin C popping it in there. This this particular animal, we took its, you know, um, the, my neighbor took its temperature, didn't have a temperature, none of that. So we, we knew it was an infection, but you know what, vitamin C, we don't know what exactly it, it does to the animal. We know research does show that it does cure snake bite. So toxicity, poisons, you know, all that sort of stuff. Maybe vitamin C has an impact, but either way, this, uh, uh, this lamb was on its feet the next day. I mean, maybe it's, it, it was just going to get get over it or get through the uh, whatever it was. Maybe it was something like, I don't know, I don't know. Do sheep get meningitis? There's a thing for me to research for next year. I'm not sure if there's a, I think there is a menin meningococcal um, that sheep do get. Anyway, always, always think about what are the natural therapies? What are the things you might have? What can you try? What What are some of the resources and tools and you know old wives tales you know I was even, we were even looking at a tree the other day I was here with an arborist looking at a tree and and they were talking about the tree where my ivy grows and you could see uh where the ivy um was not growing why um because the sheep had eaten it and trimmed it perfectly now ivy's supposed to be poisonous to sheep my dad says if you've got a sick sheep give it ivy I think I mentioned that in my natural therapies but my dad has all these great amazing little things to uh to talk about when it comes to giving these weird and wonderful things to sheep but there you go ivy so 
research it, explore, talk to, you know, people who've been breeding sheep and, and done it in a, in a sort of a more traditional way because natural therapy is definitely one of the key sheep lessons that we have used again and again and I've shared with hopefully a lot of you and hopefully now you're using it too and you've got your own success stories because um, we want we want more little bouncy sheep around the place. So natural therapies. Sheep lesson number two, lucerne spoils sheep. Controversial, I know it's very, very controversial, but what I have noticed is when I give my sheep lucerne, they just refuse to eat anything else. They just get almost so spoiled that they just turn their nose up at grass, at you know grain, at anything else. So yes, I have. I continue to go. I'm going to continue to use lucerne, but not in the volumes that um, I was doing it in, um, and uh, and 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 just not as as frequently, and and not having them as so used to it, um, and move back to grain, and I'll come back to that in a, in a minute. So lucerne spoils sheep. <laughs> Lesson number two the hard way. And most of these lessons, of course, are from the, the school of hard sheep knocks. <laughs> um, I, uh, here we go. Uh, lesson number three, make sure you narrow your focus, your goal, whatever. What, are you, what is it you're trying to do with your sheep? I did this this year and uh, I just had a huge focus on one particular element and sort of dropped some other elements and it really, really, really helped. I'll, uh, I'll just remind you of, you, you might remember anyway, but I'll just remind you of what I decided to do. And I'm lucky enough, just was able to collaborate with some people, which was remove quite a lot of my weathers early on. So pretty much at weaning, like even today, 20 of my weathers went already. So, uh, and I know you might think, oh, Jill, everyone does that. Yeah, absolutely. Large scale operators do that. But some of us, probably even including you, we're trying to do everything. We're trying to have a self-replacing flock. We're trying to breed rams. We might be trying to produce meat for ourselves or sell meat. And I, I just found it, personally, I just found it was the focus was to spread. But we still do meat, don't get me wrong. We still sell meat. But what I've found is that by narrowing my focus to be a breeding focus, I suppose, of producing breeding stock, selling livestock, uh, and having meat as a sort of a side sort of hustle, if you like, on the farm, as a sort of an added bonus on the farm, that's worked really well. Rather than putting energy into marketing putting energy into educating, putting in energy into sharing uh, the, you know, that sort of thing. It's just really allowed me to focus and focus on growing out you uh, lambs and really focusing on ram breeding as well. And that's just works well for us. You know, we've got, we've got a bit of a, uh, I suppose a reputation uh, down here where we are. Um, on my sale this year was incredibly well supported and did really very, very happy with the sale results. And it works. This just what we're doing down here really works. Yes, we can sell meat, but that the, the, the money for us and the joy for me particularly 
is in breeding the animals and that has helped me really and, and I suppose I'm not suggesting you do this or you do that I'm not telling you what to do I'm getting you to think about narrowing your focus what is it you're really trying to achieve can you do it all and if you can I seriously take my hat off to you as many of you know I still work a full-time job you know sometimes 60 70 hours a week in in that job and farm and then write a magazine and create content on the podcast and so on so it's pretty full on at times and my, um, my, I just couldn't divide. I couldn't divide the sheep, the, the the focus of the sheep, or the focus of the farm, all over the place, and just had to basically just had to consolidate, um, and felt better for it, you know, and got better results for it. So narrow your focus. What is it you want to achieve? And maybe for next year, twenty twenty four. It is about you really working out that, you know, what is the focus? What is it you're really trying to do? What are you aiming to do? What is the result for you? Where do you get the most joy from? What what works best for you and, and your sheep and your flock? Focus on that. Focus on that. And and uh, if, if you're anything like me, you probably will be able to suppose, maybe do the odd thing. Like, I don't know, like yesterday, I just went to town. I just went to my local town for like an hour. Yeah, I had to just get like food shopping and stuff, but just to think, I could just go to town. Like, I'm sorry, I know it sounds like it's such an amazing achievement, but for me, it actually was to just get an hour, you know, before five o'clock to go to town, to go to the post office, you know, these sorts of things. Oh, I'm so sorry. It sounds really bad, but my life has been, been a bit hectic lately. So now you're focused. Anyway, uh, you, you get the point. You get the point. Ah, uh, good stuff. So that's number three. Number four. Oh my, number four is longevity. And particularly here, um, I'm really thinking about longevity of, of customers, I suppose. And I did a lovely podcast on um, attracting amazing sheep customers in September. And uh, really did love doing that episode and of course it was was cost, working with customers that got me thinking about that particular topic and then throughout the rest of the year it's really dawned on me and it's really made me realize how important it is to have a long-term relationship with your customers and I think for me the secret of this longevity of the customer and when I say that I mean rather than thinking that your customer when you're selling meat or livestock or whatever you're selling is a transaction, it's a once-off transaction, they come, they buy, they leave, you know, shows over. We, we really think about, okay, is there something more? Is there something where I could have uh, a second sale or a third sale or a second contact or a third touch point or whatever it might be? And the two things that really stood out for me here were the two key lessons were servicing. Are you servicing your customers? Yeah, communicating and emailing them, that's all good. And I know I've probably talked about email marketing before, and it definitely is amazing. Uh, what else are you doing? Are you providing them with support? Uh, are they, uh, you call them? Do you chat with them regularly? Uh, are you visiting them even, you know, if you can, you know, all these sort of little things that make such a difference, you know, is there a, an opportunity for you to follow up and reach out and, and so on. And, and definitely the way we've structured our sort of um, husbandry services has been really good and allowed us to have regular touch points, like at least seeing them face to face four or five times a year. 
and then in being in touch throughout the year for other reasons as well. And of course, if they see me four or five times a year, it's not a transaction. And what I find is then that they will come to me for either breeding advice or livestock advice or purchasing more animals. And that, I suppose, is the second thing that I've really found with the longevity of customers is having a sort of a variety in breeding lines. So a lot of customers will say, oh, I'll go somewhere else because, you know, they have different bloodlines. And, you know, I'll say, well, I use four different rams a year and they're different bloodlines. So, you know, my flocks, and it's complicated, don't get me wrong, it's complicated, you need to keep really good data. But that's really what uh, has helped where I can sort of say to a customer, you know what, you can buy these ewes and here's a ram that's not related or here's a ram, here's a ram that's, that's, that is related, but it's a line breeding and you're not going to have a sheep with two heads. Yeah. So longevity of customers, are you getting it? What are you doing to get it? And the two things that I've learned this year have been servicing touch points and variety in breeding lines. There you go. And then the last lesson has been to really invest in, and of course, this links back to lots of the things, lots of these other lessons that I've just talked about, but just sort of wraps it up nicely. And that is to invest in young stock. Now, when I say invest in young stock, I mean, we have joined these ewes. We've lambed down these ewes. We've, we've, we've um, um, looked at those lambs several times uh, through marking and weaning. We've weighed them. We've tagged them. Yeah. And then we wean them. And then in the past, I've just sort of let them just do their own thing. No. Invest your time in these young animals. Are you really giving them what they need to grow? And this is where I have, I feel anyway, significantly both invested mentally and financially uh, into my young weaned animals. And I'm already seeing the results for four weeks after weaning. And I'm going to talk, talk to you about those. But I'll, I'll, But if you're interested in knowing uh, one of the key things I've done in terms of changing feeding regimes, that will be in the November subscriber episode. So if you're interested in what I've changed and how I've got the results, please check out that uh, that episode, which will help you with that. But what I have noticed is that they haven't had a setback after weaning and their temperament is amazing. These are these lambs. They're just so calm and placid. Like today, we loaded lambs on a trailer. They'd never been on a trailer before in their life. And they were amazing. They were like pros, you know, and it wasn't that they knew a trailer. It was just they trusted me. And it was just that they were very familiar uh, to, you know, with humans and they weren't worried at all. And they just stood there and they were as calm as you like. And that's what I want. I want sheep needs to be easy. Sheeping needs to be easy. And we can make a difference between it being hard and easy if we sort of manage these young animals, invest time in these young animals. And then, as I said, I have changed my feeding regime for these young animals from weaning. And that has been so far, I mean, it's very, very early days. So I will pro probably talk about lots more next year, but it, it, I feel it's made a, a great difference already. And uh, as I mentioned, I will go into it to detail on exactly what I've done and the, the advice I, I got and the advice I followed in 
the premium episode. So there you go. Um, what was that? Five lessons from 2023. Natural therapy, looser and spoils sheep, narrow your focus, longevity of customer and grow um, or, or invest in your growing stock. Invest time, invest effort, invest research, invest money in your growing stock and um, and the stock. Well, for us as a breeding enterprise, the stock that really will be the future of our farm. And that's really where I can just sort of see these will be breeders in, you know, in two years time and hopefully still be breeders in six years time and possibly even 12 years time as well. And I want them to be as, as effective. And I'm not just the use I'm investing there in in my ram uh, my ram flock so the lambs that were born this year they obviously the rams that I've kept which really hasn't been very many at all uh but in really investing them uh, and, and and really supporting them and their growth and their development so hopefully that's been helpful hopefully it's also helped you think about what were your lessons yeah because these are mine that's all I'm just sharing with you my you know, my reflections on the year, what I really want you to do the same. That's where I suppose hopefully our little partnership that we've got going on here is going to be very useful for you. Going back and and having a think about your year, your 2023, and maybe, and I know I haven't really talked about it, what have you done well? You know, what have you done well? I suppose I have slightly reflected on it in terms of narrowing my focus um, using the natural therapies, these are things I've done well and they've really supported me and really worked well for me and supported the people that I support and, of course, attracting amazing sheep customers. So I must have been doing all those things well, which is good. Um, uh, providing content to you, continuing. I think it's been a bumper year in terms of episodes. There's been very, very few weeks that I have uh, missed. You've kept me really honest. <laughs> this year, which has been really, really good. And, and I'm going right back to um, January the 30th, which was the first episode 2023. And I think it's been reasonably, maybe I think missed one week, but reasonably consistent every single week. Um, and of course, yeah, taking a little break now coming into December. But please do reflect on what your sheep lessons of the year were and how you can think about what could you improve, what could you change, what could you do differently next year. Maybe there are some little clues and little triggers that I've mentioned here. Uh, but otherwise, please have a think. Just have a think and just see for you what is it going to be and then what kind of kind of sheep magic can you achieve in 2024. And I, I very much look forward to seeing you on the other side and we can pick up our sheep conversation in the new year. Please uh, do feel that you can um, get your sheep fix with the subscriber premium content. Thank you very much um, for that. Maybe even if you listen to the sheep present podcast, you might even think about purchasing it, purchasing it for yourself for Christmas. You never know. Uh, but until next year, thanks so much for listening, everyone. Thanks for being here with me all year. And do enjoy reflecting on your sheep lessons from 2023.
Thank you for listening to the Sheep Show podcast. Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode and sign up at www.holstonvalleyfarm.com to receive regular lamb recipes and other sheep snippets via email. And let me know how your sheep journey is going. Contact me via Instagram at Holston Valley Farm or via email jill at holstonvalleyfarm.com.au. And until next time, sheep well.